Welcome, thinkers, to Season 5, Episode 5 of Thinking Critically, a D&D discussion. Not much news this week. The only thing left to say is I've officially begun DMing the Dungeons, Dice & Dudes actual play podcast that I was a player on for the last couple of years. Um, and we've literally just finished Session 0, and we're about to dive in to Session 1 this coming Sunday, the 8th of October. So tune in to DDND Pod on all socials and Twitch and YouTube and that to watch me DM and put some of this practice I've learned from thinking critically into a live situation rather than it just all being me blabbering all day. So yeah, check me out DMing. And that's it. As usual, follow me on all socials and a shout out to all my fantastic listeners. I love you guys. Thank you so much for tuning in every episode. Otherwise, let's get on with the show. And today I'm rejoined by Mikey, who's been on a previous episode of Generations. Thank you ever so much for coming back on the show, Mikey. Can you tell us a little bit about yourself? Hey, you're all right, mate. Uh, thank you for having me back. Yes, my name's Mike. I recently did the Generations podcast with my two brothers and my dad, uh, and Danilo, obviously. And um, we were having a, a really cool chat after that. And so, well, what about influence? Kind of was a part of that other podcast that we did. And we thought we'd come back for another chinwag. Yes, and it's my pleasure to welcome you back on the show. It's always, it's always a pleasure to have guests who want to come back. <laughs> so that, that always helps. So yes. talking of, today's topic is influence. So what does that mean to you in the D&D and wider TTRPG framework? It's a very good question, and I knew that you'd ask it. So <laughs> I thought about the best way to answer. And I think, to me, influence is going to be described in the it's things that we subconsciously or consciously cultivate and then kind of in turn comes out right so good and bad influence sometimes you pick it sometimes you don't so a subconscious influence would have been the playing with my family and my mm -hmm. dad and my granddad and things like yeah. that again subconscious good but it was cultivated over time and then there's the conscious I think it's perhaps the stories that you read or the other forms of art medium that you take in, you know, lover of video games I am and the Tolkien books mm. and other stories and things like that. that. That's what I believe influence comes down to, not just the things that you witness, but the things that you choose to cultivate. Because there are a lot of things that we experience day to day. But in, in specific terms of influence, I think that there's there's a an extra step that goes there, and it's the stuff that you take on and do. What do you think? Do you think that that's kind of accurate in, for you? <laughs> uh, well, absolutely. And as is pretty much the case with every episode of the show, when I was thinking on the drive home from work today about what I would talk about, I was like, what influence do the player characters have on the world? Like such a, mm, of course, yeah. <laughs> a completely different vector. So maybe maybe we'll loop back around to that later. But Why not? the one thing I wanted to pick up on with what you said there is, and it's said all the time in kind of world building circles and writing circles is that like rarely is anything ever new. You're always, as you said, subconsciously influenced by stuff, which is why when you're world building a D&D &D campaign, plagiarism is totally fine. 
Right. <laughs> because basically it's going to happen whether you like it or not is, is what I've found. And yes. a, a couple of my most, God, that sounds arrogant, my most popular arcs that I've done, uh, the ones that the players have responded to most favorably, yeah. were, were heavily inspired by video games and, and spe- mm-hmm. specific sci-fi kind of things and sure. pulled in and picked figurehead elements from from those bits and bobs and re-mushed them in a fantasy setting so mm-hmm. also for me as you said video games is, is a big a big thing for me too and obviously D is closer to video games than it is a passive form of entertainment so i think for me it's, I, I naturally am influenced more from that background and also i don't read as much as i should so <laughs> right no, I like, I like that you said that. It, it, yes, and I'm also a musician too, and that's the old adage there that you know it's very hard to be completely truthfully mm. original. You know, the other music that you listen to inspires you, bands, artists, songs, etc. I think that translates perfectly into what we're talking about. Mm-hmm. So I don't really like talking about it because I don't really follow any of them, or I'm going to sound very holier than thou. But in terms of like that, there's a couple of big DMs at the moment. So one th- one thought I had was obviously for newer DMs coming into the scene, you're going to look to quote unquote experts and pull bits from how they yeah. perform. Uh-huh. Do you think you've been influenced by any of those figureheads, any of those those big hitters, or both? I guess as a DM and as a player, or it has as we've discussed in the generations episode more has that been a more familiar thing first and foremost it definitely is familiar i can only think of one name that is matt mercer right mm-hmm. he has appeared to transcend space and time and and populate so many areas of culture mm-hmm. in terms of the games and stuff like that so yes in almost entirely i i like seeing what other people do and i like when I catch it, I think I ex- expressed in, in, in generations that it's not something that really lights my fire. But that's not to say that it's not without that, because there are cool things that I will see. And just to spin on your 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 question, it's not necessarily the figureheads or anything like that, but there are definitely like places on social media that I will find really cool inspiration for a character or a setting mm-hmm. or a story. So maybe you could argue that that's it, you know. Um, where where I really get the inspiration from and the influence from other people like, oh, for your next idea, try it. You know, I, I, I wish I was able to recall some names, but um, they, they have really cool ideas and that influences me. And I, I got to look at a little book of, you know, notes in my, mm-hmm. you know, the back pocket of my brain where I go, oh, I want to do a game about that. Yeah. One thing that did influence me, the very last game that I played with my friends and family when I visited England back Christmas 2021 we played a game and it was an offshoot it was set in the same homebrew world that we've always been but a few hundred years in the future and the real world kind of influenced me I said it at the time of a mysterious illness (laughs) I was gonna say I was gonna say when that time that date you mentioned I was like that's an interesting time to be flying around the world right you know (laughs) yeah um I did. I, I put it there, and there were a lot of tensions politically, culturally. I included some challenges between human races and people of common tongue and like orcs. Mm. That tied in actually prior to the whole 
date thing. I definitely had orcs as they weren't a player character, half orcs. I they weren't really a thing. No one played them. It just kind of got wrote into our lore that it was more Tolkien esque, right? The, yeah. the orcs were kind of bad guys. But revisiting it, the orcs are trying to come into society, but there was like, oh, you're half orc, you're other like derogatory words. Like yeah. I, I think things like that, right? And the people around the table were like, oh, yeah, this is it. Like, and there was kind of a part of them. We, we, we say the players' personalities go into characters that they yep. play. And, and for me as a DM, the things that go into my world are obviously what we're discussing, influence. And you know, the real world was definitely an influence there. Uh, it was quite cool trying to apply a little bit of the real world things that were going on. Because mm. whenever you're playing a game, you're always kind of just taking a gamble that your players are going to invest, that they're going to buy in, right? Mm. Your, your job as the DM is to create that environment which people want to engage with. But a kind of an offshoot of the real world, it kind of just ran itself. You know, mm. short exposition, we started off, oh, you're on a cart and uh, you are out traveling looking for this artifact. Yeah, 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 rhubarb, rhubarb, classic thing. But when they got to the town they had to go through a screening procedure. They had to be checked, <laughs> right? They had to be checked that they weren't in infected or contagious and they had spent time in isolation in a prison. So, and all the characters, like the whole table just bought into it. They, yeah. they knew from the real world, oh yeah, got to take, you know, your five days, got to make sure that you're not so, like it was different. If I did that before mm. the whole pandemic thing, it probably would have had a different flavor. I might not have known how to DM it in the same way. I might have been taking these guesses. Oh, this is what I think people would have done to, you know, look after people's health and stuff like that. But I had a, a real world basis. So yes, definitely influenced by the real world there. Mm -hmm. I absolutely agree. And that's absolutely a, a hardcore truth it, for the macro, like things like a worldwide pandemic, all the way down to the micro, like I burnt my toast this morning. And that will seep its way into like an NPC ruins their breakfast or something right. like that. But I, I totally love how that's a relatively unique element of TTRPGs is that way to, and the, and the power that the DM has to fold in their real world for everybody and, and bigger and small things, even, yeah, even stupid things like birthdays and stuff mm, like yeah. forgotten realms. Does, do birthdays exist in forgotten realms? Don't know. Probably, maybe, know. maybe, maybe not, yeah. but it's cool to well, they have, have years. Those. I don't know. They're, they're, people do count the years. <laughs> uh, so yeah, it's, it's cool. The real world have that kind of Im immediate influence on the game. It's not as if, cause now we, we're getting, films and tv shows that are in typically adversely affected by the real world pandemic because no one was working or they couldn't shoot scenes mm -hmm. properly and blah 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 and that's but that's like a four or five year lag whereas for D D and other ttrpgs you're getting it you're, you're like living it and it's influencing your game at the table Definitely. that night which is which is really cool like you don't you don't you don't get that weird kind of self-propagating cycle of like it's happening. I'm experiencing it again through like a different lens and processing mm. it in that way to like, it's now impacting my day-to-day -day life. And <laughs> Right. Definitely. Yeah. No, it, it is when we sort of take in those external factors and rather than just regurgitate them, because the example I gave was pretty like, bump on the nose right <laughs> but the influence and something that i'm trying to get at is that 
you mix it with your own ideas mm. and thoughts, right? So you can have something that's basically, yeah, well, pandemic, real world, pandemic, <laughs> tabletop, you know, yes. D&D. But then, like you said, the birthdays and stuff like that. And I, I think that when you have your own ideas, so the birthdays, like there was one where it was like, instead of counting birthdays, we used to count like winters. Oh, it's his fifth winter. He's turning, oh, yeah. you know, we had a little barbarian clan that on the 16th winter, you would go out and go on the hunt, you know, mm -hmm. things like that. And that was a mix of, I didn't really come up with that idea myself. That was the birthday idea, as you mentioned. Yeah. But then, like, I was thinking of the films that I'd seen and the old books and the way that they described it in other artists' renditions and interpretations. Mm -hmm. I also came along something. You're talking about people that are influenced in modern production and things like that. Before, before I was aware of things like the critical role and a lot of social media stuff, uh, I had a very good friend of mine that we used to game at his house when we were 17, 18 a lot of us around the table, that was the games that, you know, my brother was saying we started and he met his wife and things like that. Yes. I was the DM for a lot of it. And then we switched. And my friend, if he's watching, Kieran, this is about you. Hello, Kieran. <laughs> I haven't seen him in a very long time. I hope he's doing well. The thing that I got from him, like he influenced me. So he set something completely on the head. I had the low fantasy... Mm -hmm. my own world thing he did the own world thing but he kind of said it with a bit more of a steampunky vibe it was like steampunk meets avatar last airbender awesome. it was very cool so like, like legend of korra almost which is right the sequel to avatar there you go. when they've there got you go. trains and cars and all sorts i'm less familiar but yeah i think yeah you're, you're on the money there and and that was his thing and he influenced me what he would do actually is um he got quite cinematic i remember very vividly and i enjoyed it a lot there was a part where our village got invaded and attacked and we were still young at the time. We were kind of all monks, right? Uh, that was kind of the premise of the story. And he created a cinematic moment where he used music off of his computer, his laptop, and he used other things like sound effects and creating a visual thing where it's like, you're running through here and just make a quick roll quick. And my dad, said about you know the quick speed gaming stuff mm -hmm. you know you kind of put all that together there's no one direct influence in this scenario but it all led into what i now do because i take kieran's idea of using the sound and yep. the, the music i use my dad's idea of the speed gaming stuff and that then formulates my style and i suppose what i'm circling around to is that there's no one whatever x is example a is made up of two three four different things a lot of the time yeah right yeah and then combined with my taste and what i do which is the low fantasy really hardcore couple hits you're dead you know like that tension i like a lot of tension in mm -hmm. in what i play and influence i'm going along the idea of movies and i really love small cast very minimal horror movies think like the thing and the first alien movie yeah yeah you know there's not much song and dance there's a lot of just things doing and existing have you seen moon i'm afraid not i'm afraid oh, not it's, it's my favorite film of all time duncan jones sam rockwell in in space okay pretty much like three actors and things just happen happen so, 
Yeah. Okay. Per- I've got a list. I've got some other things. Uh, me and my friend, we've got a movie list, and that is going on mine. Thank yeah. you. But right, that but that comes into my storytelling, mm-hmm. and as we were saying in the Generations podcast with my dad, sometimes we don't roll dice. Sometimes we just interact with one another on the opposite side of a table and and kind of work this story out, and mm-hmm. that happens with me. I like the the tension, something building, and it's. It's more so that the the players create the story from what they are doing and what they decide and the way that they interact. For me, it's um, it's a story building platform. Mm-hmm. I could come up with an idea. I have lots of ideas, and that all sounds really good on paper. But my style, thanks to the influences that I've had over the yep. years, doing very little and having these minimal sessions you know we all used to know know when it was going to happen like the week before a big battle yeah you know we know oh guys it's the big one next week right but sometimes after that or whatever there's just licking your wounds yes tending to things you know how it is right and all of the things that i'm talking about that you know alien and the thing and Mm -hmm. my dad's playing it all just comes into my style of playing and some people will think that's slow some people will think that's boring, but for the players that I work with and for me, it's awesome. Mm-hmm. So that's definitely a big influence. Those types of movies that I enjoy and, you know, video games. We talked about video games. Yeah. And, you know, my brother was very brilliantly explaining how those bring in a new generation and things like that. But video games with great stories are my thing. Mm-hmm. My favorite games of all time have great stories. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm, I'm a video gamer at heart. I'm gonna put you on the spot now and ask what, like, you can't say that and then not tell me what they are. So, <laughs> okay, number one is probably Metal Gear Solid. The first Metal okay. Gear Solid is you is made a lot iconic. of my listeners very happy now. So, yeah, yeah. first Metal Gear Solid <laughs> is 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 fantastic. Uh, we're still on games, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, I am on the spot. I really am. <laughs> oh, you bastard! Um, <laughs> I just want to say Metal Gear Solid Two. <laughs> <laughs> Great. Well, that's probably my favorite. Three, to be honest. three Metal Gear Solid Three <laughs> is also really good. Um, I, I recently like Ghost of Tsushima. Yeah. I picked that up. I quite enjoyed really that. I haven't completed it, but I'm enjoying it. I like that the story's happening. Mm-hmm. I've also been a fan of games that have very little story. I'm a big Dark Souls fan and the Bloodborne stuff. Yeah, Bloodborne might be the best for me. I mean, yeah. I, I love the original Dark Souls and, you know, the stories that you pick up there, they're not rammed down your throat. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Artorius, things like that, uh, you know, yeah. you just find it out and it and it's cool. And that comes off to me. But the flip side is like Metal Gear Solid. There's so much story. <laughs> so There's so two hours much of story. <laughs> yeah, tw- you know. But I like that as well. I like how interesting things can Mm. get sometimes uh, the best stories are simple and other times they have got so many threads i think it's Mm. execution it's execution right um because you can have very complicated stories that are a bit pants Mm -hmm. you know that that, i think you've you've really you've really hit the nail on the head there and it is an art more than a science i always say that in terms of running a game and dming and also being a player but DMing and stick with that for now and then putting out the platform for the story to happen on. Yes. Yes. Is way more an art than it is a science in that 
it does take a buttload of experience and you need to learn from your mistakes and be like, oh, my players didn't do that or didn't like that or that didn't go you know, how I imagined it would because of some weird thing that I hadn't accounted for and, and this, that and the other. And you start to build that instinct of how, when you should move a step forward, when you should step back, when you should push someone else out or pull someone else in and, and so on and so on. And that with, with that in mind, you can do any kind of stories influenced by any kind of medium or you know of any complexity is once you start to build that personal instinct to you can do your linear towns being attacked short three clue mystery bish bash bosh there's yeah. the the culprits sort them out versus a complete noir wheels within wheels machinations within machinations the the, the police chief's the enemy but he's actually a double agent you know you mm. could do all of that but it is really how it comes down to that moment by moment table play of make me a role or yes you do see that or i'm improvising and i make up this new npc and somehow fold it in right. <laughs> deftly um i i just wanted to add a second you know we're talking about birthdays and stuff and i think me using that as an example was influenced because i by the real world because recently i'm saying oh does forgotten realms celebrate birthdays humans in the real world don't even celebrate birthdays the same way because until recently south koreans had like three government ages because they count birth they count your age in three separate ways depending on which kind of branch of the government you're working in and they recently got got rid of one because everyone was like this is one this is too too many um right And it was something that like they they use the Western style of, you know, you start at zero and then your birthday is at 365 days later. They also have one where you start at one, which I know some places in Europe at least used to have as well. So you're, the first birthday you experience, you're actually turning two, mm. a raised start at one kind of thing. And then they also have one where you, it's your number of Christmases or so your number of New Year's as well. So I think they've, sure. they've gotten rid of one of those systems. So there you go. That's, I think that's been knocking around at the back somewhere and that's why no that's really that's great i'd love to leapfrog off of that where where we exist in the world influences us Mm -hmm. massively being in california and hearing how people talk and discuss and a lot of the big stuff that's out there a lot of it is american look i mean you know the red box gary guy it's american right it's not a british game it is an american game yeah but that low fantasy thing that I'm describing, I have a lot of Celtic influence. I have a lot mm. of Anglo, you know, there's Scandinavian influence, yeah. things like that, that might be more prevalent for me than it is someone over here. Right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But speaking of that, I got interested in, when I was world building, I developed different parts of the map and I thought about different parts of earth. And I thought, mm-hmm oh, something near the equator's got to be warmer and hotter and have yeah. these different approaches. And I thought, what would the dragons look like there? Would they be different? So I also thought of like Pirates of the Caribbean, right? I, I wanted my own Pirates of the Caribbean thing, which Glenn actually took on the DM for. So me and Glenn used to spend uh, a lot of time just in our formative years, actually, rather than playing, just like sitting with books, chatting. Like yeah. we, we'd be out in the back, you know, with a beer and a cigarette, just like, oh, what'd you think of this idea? So yeah, that's a cool idea. Yeah, and we're writing things down. That was as much joy to me as actually mm-hmm. playing. Just yeah. like it's like the mus the brain muscles working, right? So we come up with cool ideas. That's an influence. We influence each other. He influenced me. One of the parts of my world, we didn't officially implement it, but I kind of without I don't know, no spoilers, but Glenn's also a bit of a writer as well. If you ever have another conversation with him, 
he's a writer and and his world that he created and his high fantasy stuff i kind of wanted that on a part of my map too and you know eventually it was all going to be become very meta and like oh his world my world you know uncanonically canonically whatever but we were younger at the time and um that happened and back to the parts of the caribbean thing it was actually one of the times where he came a dm and i became a player and my Mm -hmm. influence from other foot mediums like i had to step back because i was a dm first and then i had to let him be a dm as a player i tried not to be irritating (laughs) uh, um because i definitely get quite into my character as well Mm. and he was the jack sparrow meets the one of the like the three musketeers young yeah you know d'artagnan d'artagnan yeah he was jack d'artagnan sparrow thing (laughs) and i just went off i completely embellished him but that came from seeing all these other characters that i thought were quite entertaining on the screen if you like, or, or, or on a book, mm-hmm. like, uh, the other people's depictions of them influenced my uh, disposition, right? So whether I liked it or not on, on, on the show or TV, whatever. And then I wanted to do something like that. The influence on my characters, obviously mm. familial, as we explained in Generations, um, the way that you know I would play with my family. But I also play with my friends and definitely like having something anchoring my character down and that comes from the storytelling uh, my favorite characters are the ones that we get to play those big stories mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yeah i can't explain it any other way right <laughs> i'd like to throw in a big character and like just go and do things but it doesn't satiate me in the slightest i have <laughs> to have something that i can build just as a dm maybe that influences my play maybe it's a bit of the real world, bit of the, the medium, bit of the, the movies, the books. And it's also my DM style. My DM style influences my playing because mm-hmm. I know the mechanics. Yes. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know what I mean? Do you ever feel like that? Because you flick between the two, right? Do you feel like because you know what it's like to be the other, it changes you? Or do you have like two different hats that you just put on and off? No, it is one big hat. Uh, big hat. to the brim, uh, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> to match my big head. Uh, yeah, uh, <laughs> I did have a fear at one point that I would become it, it would ruin it for me having that kind of intimate knowledge of behind the, the screen. But the most important thing is that everyone's having fun, and in fact, it actually increases that because I have that intuition of I know what the DM is trying to do here, yeah, like, I know that. I know they're suggesting a thing or he uh-huh. really wants X to happen or yes. I know he's making us roll, but it, it's not really important. So I'm not going to, I'm not going to like, but what's behind the door? What's behind the door? What's behind the door? When I know, cause I, cause I kind of know nothing's behind there. So I'm not going to labor it too much. Cause I know it's just going to waste time at the table kind of thing. It's just that, it's just that, that intuition again of like, I kind of see what he's going for. So I'm going to lean into it and either help mm. or, or not if, if, we're, if we're kind of, point is for us to be stuck and lost then i'll be like oh i'll try this other thing i'll try this other thing right. if the point is to like the, you know the dm's like oh god panicking because stuff's taking too long then yeah. i'll be a bit more proactive and like here's the solution let's, <laughs> let's yeah let's, let's go ahead and that just brings the table you know oh god this is my the arrogance episode but <laughs> it, it just I, I found that having that lunch hasn't really taken anything away from me i never feel like shortchanged of like well right okay i know what's happening next but it, it just 
it feels nice to be able to help basically because I've sat in that chair and been in that position several times myself desperate for help so I know that <laughs> it's, yeah, it's necessary. you're right you're absolutely right I quite like the way that you said that actually it's really really good because after you said it like all the lights went on in my <laughs> circuit board and not only do I do it although I can be a bit of a pain as a player because <laughs> you know depending on the character but yes I also see around it my granddad did that Sometimes mm -hmm. us young bloods would be fussing over all of the stuff. Mm -hmm. And my granddad would be sitting there, pipe in hand. He had a pipe, you know, like just sitting there with a beer and a pipe. And he'd be watching us all. We were trying to do this yeah. thing. And he's like, the old, what is I? Like, uh, suppose I'll help, you know. And he <laughs> says, why don't we do this? And we all go, oh, yeah. You know, yeah. he had like that six cents but no it was because he was brilliant at what he did on both sides of the screen mm -hmm. and, and you know knew when to sit back knew when to step yeah no you're you said that in such a way that it's exactly how i remember experiencing it mm -hmm. oh good yeah no I, you're right it is and when i do the same thing you know obviously still learning not perfect, but yeah. Sometimes, <laughs> sometimes I do like my my characters, my my players, to flail about in madness and go. Yeah, ah! of course. It's, 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 it's still escapism at the end of the day. It's yeah, still exactly. serving a purpose. So yeah. The other thing I wanted to jump on, you said that um, you and Glenn would sit outside and just bounce ideas off of each other mm -hmm. i also i my my dm confidant guy called jamie he's been a guest on the show several times way back in season one and we'd spend like an hour or so on the phone just being like here's what i've got planned maybe coming up in my campaign mm -hmm. let me just run it by you you know how does that sound oh that'd be really cool if this happened or oh you're gonna do that have you have you thought about this oh shit yeah no, no i didn't think about that let right. me let me try and work out and it was it's it I was grinning like an idiot for those watching the video version because because I was thinking that's precisely what me and Jamie do. Mm -hmm. And that is a huge influence, you know, not even just on the, the world imposing its <laughs> activities on me. It's your, your mate going, have you thought about this? <laughs> yeah, definitely. Uh, you couldn't agree more. And, uh, and like you say, it, it's a sum of its parts, right? It, or mm you have all these things and and as i said at the beginning sometimes it's a conscious influence and other times it's an unconscious subconscious yes. influence yes and like you say you don't really know maybe until someone points something out or whatever and you know what about the, the direction that you steer your games that's mm. influenced by the feeling around the table the, the the reception right sometimes as you said, it's an art rather than a science, right? Kind mm. of guiding it along. That's a perfect expression, by the way. I love that. And you then take that the next step forward. And that's it's not only what you do game to game, but it's kind of like what you think that you might want later on. And, and how much do you balance that with what you want and what the players want and stuff like that. And I think, yeah, no, I think the immediate reaction and how people talk about it does it influence mm. you at the table? Does it influence later conversations? Do people mm -hmm. bring it up? You mentioned something about DM and going mistakes and how that influenced you and to, to become, you know, this craftsman, you know, this, uh, this, this Mason of, of sorts. <laughs> um, I remember doing something that fell flat. 
in my brain, it was such a cool idea. Yep. Such a cool idea. But it didn't necessarily work. Mm -hmm. And I learned from that. And it wasn't just one session. It was kind of across about two or three sessions. So I had to learn to live with my mistake <laughs> over about three Ooh. kind of tougher sessions. And yeah. the, the conversations we had afterwards were great. But the analogy that we came to, the metaphor, it's like cooking a dish. And you have all the spices in the spice rack and all the ingredients and in whatever. If you dump them all in, sometimes they don't work with one another. You know, it's about using the right ones right yeah and when you're talking about like stepping away coming forward how much do you push how much do you take back what do you include in that session i did everything i threw the whole spice rack in the <laughs> oh, in right. the thing i added like a dragon that was also a human that had shape-shifted and it was her realm and she was trapped mm -hmm. there and there was like this kind of mist gas that made people kind of go crazy and they had to fight each other and then they were going through like physics bending it was too much mm. for me i thought it was cool when i thought of the idea the execution though right yes. it's yeah. the execution and you know some of it was cool like i took a couple ideas out of it but it, it, it didn't didn't go the way i wanted to mm. and that also influenced me because it was a negative you know rather than a positive is, is there an experience like that what like not only was it bad, but it was the biggest experience for me. One of the biggest experiences for me. And like, do you have any similar stories? Like any, any moments where you're like, oh, I know that I'm going to learn from this. Yeah. So in the, the first iteration, and in fact, I had more of an excuse in the second iteration of the story. But in the first time I did it, I wanted a, there's a sequel artist video in Mega Man X. And at the first, you fight the boss but it's like a fake fight because you can't win and he kicks your ass. Mm. But that sets up the premise for the rest of the game in that you build your Mega Man, you get upgrades, blah, 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 blah. And then you fight the same boss at the end and you kick his ass because you worked right. hard and got upgrades and practiced and you've come back. And I was like, oh, that'd be good to have that. I want that feeling of like insignificance at the start. So that then at the end of the campaign, they're like, ah, we've come back and we've, yeah. we've come to it. So I, I pretty much had that unwinnable encounter and the first time I ran it, it was with initiative. It was with a different group of players, several games passed. And I was like, oh, this is going to be awesome. I'm going to steamroll them and then that'll be fine. And they'll be like, oh, we're going to want revenge and this, that, and the other. But it really, it was, was the, it's, the, it's a classic faux pas now of DMs is don't have unwinnable things or don't roll yeah. for things that they can't win because it's not fun. And I know it isn't <laughs> because I've done it. Uh, and midway through that fight, I was like, yeah, they're not, they're just getting frustrated. There's not yes. that spark of revenge. It is just, right. which this is just like wasting our time. So uh, the second time I ran it, I had instead had planned for him, the, the big, the big bad guy to turn up, be like, I don't even want to waste my time on you here are a few of my minions and then disappear completely. So still has a display of power, still mm -hmm. an interesting combat that they could win. Well, are likely to win. It just timed up perfectly with one of the players having to leave the campaign. So before jumping out, he fingered of deft him and then disappeared through the pool. Oh, <laughs> like, Two birds with one okay, stone. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so that worked really well that time. <laughs> uh, Cause they were like, Oh, he's, he's dead next to us yeah. now. Right. And the, the bad guys just disappeared. 
So now we're super pissed. <laughs> yes, yes. I I can definitely believe that and and the frust one of the worst feelings as a dm is is the unhealthy frustration there's frustrations with like problem solving and trying to work things out there's like a healthy frustration you mm. know that you can foster and they're like oh man i gotta get this whatever that that might be and then there's the oh just throw your pencil you know when people are kind of yeah. like leaned back in the chair and there's there's different body language and yep. you know that for me is very deflating as a dm that means that i've failed essentially yes yeah yeah no absolutely and, that, and that's certainly what it felt like and that's why it's such a sticking point five yeah. years six years later that i was thinking this is that's i don't want to do that's, that that's again the <laughs> but you're a healthy human being and you didn't let it get you down and you it, it, it influenced you to be a better dm rather than keep you down mm -hmm. it, it did yeah oh i like that mm -hmm. yes that was that was a, that was a key core cool memory here <laughs> yeah yeah sorry i, I unlocked it <laughs> yes <laughs> danilo just defluffs for the rest of the day <laughs> <That's laughs> yeah I'm, I'm down i'm out <laughs> i'm out yeah no i i i think everything that we've discussed is is very very important and you know the different mediums the positive and the negative you know from your players around the table familial or from from mm -hmm. for me very heavily and it's going to be a little bit funky and weird sort of tangent, but how does this podcast influence you out in your other gaming habits and conversations and stuff? Because we're talking all about the games and what we do, we mm -hmm. do, we do. But we briefly spoke before the, the camera was rolling that you have an influence beyond the conversations and the direct consumption of the podcast. Do you have, again, could be short, exposition but do you have any moments that you think of when i say that <laughs> like are there influences for your friends and family have you influenced anyone to start playing dnd have you influenced anyone Ooh. to start their own podcast <laughs> uh so I've, I've definitely helped people when they've thought about doing podcasts we're going to go very meta now outside of D and I mean, I've got an episode on podcasts, so uh, that ship sailed years ago. Yeah, but yeah, because yeah, um, I was like, "Hey, here's all the learning I had to do going from literally no knowledge or gear whatsoever to maybe some knowledge and some gear now in terms of audio editing and, and distribution and all that stuff." So I've got, funnily enough, I've just got like a template email that's like, "Here's the software I use. Mm. Here's the damage it costs. Here's you know why it's good, and here's how I make my show." So that's that's definitely helped a few a few people in my personal life outside of D D, that i have a lot of what's the best way to put them like silent listeners i suppose i know you're out there i know you're i know you're listening to me yeah, you, in my voice you, right now you <laughs> you and i'm talking to you right now <laughs> um and so i can only hope that 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 group have told their friends and family and and brought things into their games and whatnot that i'll never get to see and that's that's just a quiet little piece i have with myself that like i know the numbers are the numbers of, of the listeners and that's like hey i'm sure that they are getting value and it is impacting their games and having a good time which is the most important thing and as as we said before the show i've got a, a core group of more more vocal listeners and not only do they they have feedback and comments on the individual shows themselves hello you lot <laughs> yeah. uh, they, they also will comment on 
various bits and bobs or like the players in my games who are like oh you were you mentioned that thing we did yeah yeah three years ago and 50 right. sessions ago and i'm like oh yeah i'm glad you remember it and, and i'm glad we're, we're kind of reliving it through the show almost so you know there's this kind of weird one way i guess what's the word not one way it's like para parasymmetrical kind of information flow with this podcast where i'm, I'm right. being fed by the, my players and my listeners but they're not really on the show so right no, <laughs> is, that's, is, that's fair yeah is it is a very weird and, and unique place to be I, I can only hope that it's helped other people and, and obviously from a personal point of view i've hit the bloody gold mine where else am i ever going to speak to like 150 dms and players and steal all their information nowhere this is <laughs> on, on my time in yeah. the comfort of my own house this is perfect i get to steal all the information <laughs> you've given it up now we've, we've sussed you out that's what you were doing all along that's what you wanted. <laughs> 20 more thinking critically clones are gonna spring up just to <laughs> fine i'll be, I'll be flattered <laughs> I'll be flat. yeah i love that i think you have a very positive influence you had a very positive influence from you know the last the generations body that mm. was probably one of the very few times that all my siblings and my dad have been <laughs> present <laughs> at once that is outside of some weird family function or whatever it had a very positive it had a very positive impact on me and just my my well-being i felt very mm -hmm. good for doing it oh, awesome. talking to someone like-minded like yourself and you know seeing your your conversation with my dad on yep. the ravenloft podcast and the way that you were talking and it's all been very good. And I, I watched back the podcast and I smiled uncontrollably when you were discussing your homunculus. Oh yeah. <laughs> and I, I just, that brought a joy to me that I don't think I could really replicate somewhere else. Like it, it's <laughs> like, yes, your homunculus. And you said about the bathroom putting it, find your homunculus. Oh yeah. yeah. Like, <laughs> whenever you make it, just Amazon it, whatever yeah <laughs> send it i want it find your homunculus so that's it's <laughs> Laser the positive that, yeah. influence that these games have on us that's yes. that's the thing right we talk about what goes into the game there's the influence mm -hmm. that goes in but then you have the playing you get your friends around the table your family and it's the positive influence that comes out mm. the the positive influence that it has on me after i finish a great game yeah like a really good game you know the ones you know, yeah, there's yeah. one where you're all around the table, you got your snacks, you got your beer, you got your Jaffa cakes, everything like that, right? They're all gone at the end of it. You've all just been having a really good time. And maybe you've had a big fight. You've had a big BBG. The map is all drawn out. There's a whole bunch of men, whatever it is. And you're done and you're all sat around at the end and you let that, and you have that good feeling. That is one of the reasons why D&D &D is one of the best games ever and the best experiences ever because i i can i can achieve that on stage as a musician and when i play and i have a really really good experience and there's a great gig or i'm playing with other musicians right you know uh, i'm very fortunate in my job i'm music director at the school uh, of rock here in, in vacaville california and plug plug blah 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 but <laughs> we just did a staff show rehearsal and getting to play with all of the really good musicians that i work with oh man that was cool. That feeling is the feeling when you have a great moment in D and D, and you make friends, mm. and you yeah. have those stories that you come back to later. It's awesome. I'm, I'm a little bit, you know, short of words, but it, it's really good. It's why you do it. 
It is, yeah. You don't know you do it until it happens, right? You're just playing D and D, and some people don't have that. They play D and D, and they just muck about with their friends. Mm-hmm. But then they have that one game, and then it all changes. It all changes. Yeah. So I, I've said this before on the show. There's been several times in my home game that I run from here that you know I've had a long day at work or something, and sometimes you know you just want to turn your brain off and on some television and do nothing for the rest of the evening and i'm like, oh god i've kind of got a responsibility to you know four or five of my mates now to uh, essentially perform and i've been a bit like oh, i guess i'll play D tonight right. and then like 10 minutes in we're laughing we're joking we're we've got the we've got the in jokes as we were discussing before you know wouldn't it be funny if or or then this happens and with my home game certainly there's a really good cadence now between like everyone's kind of getting in little jokes here and there but it doesn't really disrupt anything and everyone still kind of gets what mm-hmm. we're trying to do and stuff and that's we've, we've kind of hit a really good sweet spot now with like you know when you go off on goofy hypotheticals and like, i do this other crazy thing and we're like ah yeah we, i know you're not being serious but it's it's funny and it no one really cares so after like 10 minutes of that i'm having the time of my life and then when we wrap up at like 11 30 i'm like oh, I'm, I'm actually really glad that we we still played, uh, yes. which is nice. And to go from, you know, really dour, like, oh, it's a Tuesday and a hump day tomorrow and blah, blah, blah. And it's work, work, work to then come out the other side and be like, ah, I can't sleep now because that was a lot of fun. <laughs> yeah. <I'm> gonna, <laughs> I need like 20 minutes to, to unwind now is, yeah. is awesome. <laughs> yeah, mate. Love that. Yeah. I'm, I'm really glad for those experiences. I'm really mm-hmm. glad to say that I did that. Um, you know, I'm I'm running through the wall in my head there. They're, like, phew, phew. They're all going through. Yeah. I think of my first experience and I think of I think of it as a player, right? I think of great moments as a player. I I mentioned that my characters have a lot of character in them, right? Mm-hmm. This is where it comes from being a DM and creating that story and that platform for people because I know that and I'm thinking one of my characters, I'm thinking Dark Sun. Mm-hmm. My my character that I played was a merchant slash wizard. Right. And his whole arc was that he was betrayed by his trading partner. Mm-hmm. And he got left out in the middle of the sand and clawed his way back up. And there are things that happen that, and I have a very good DM, you know, Daryl, he's my dad's friend. He's like my uncle at this point. But he put the things in there that allowed my character and me to have these moments of like the redemption and the rich, like Mm -hmm. I got my revenge and he allowed me to use my backstory as, as this merchant to have an impact on the story and tell things. And it all came to the head. There was this giant, you know, battle fight thing. Everything went up on the wall. And I'm remembering this so very fondly. And he's like, at the end, you're blown off by off off by a, like a, a fireball or a blast. Yeah. Then there's you see walking towards you a silhouette, and he's and it was my old. It was the person who betrayed me, and I was like, I've this is a two three year arc, and it's all there. And my oh my god, it was brilliant. It was so good. That mm-hmm. moment that you're saying, like, I'm so glad I did it. You you take that big arc and that big story. It was fantastic. It was really, really good. It just made the whole thing because I felt like I'd been listened to. That's just a human 
thing. We like mm. it when that happens, right? Mm. We want to be paid attention. We want a, we want people to to do that. And he did that, and he created a moment for me. Very rare you get moments in life. Oh, this is your mm-hmm. time to shine. Yeah, Dungeons and Dragons does that for for people. And coming back, I'm getting yeah, I'm getting a little emotional. But <laughs> uh, and, and it's not just because of what we did, but it's also who I play with, and you know they're really good friends with yeah. me. And I'm obviously far away, yada yada. But all of it is like I want other people to to do that, have that moment, mm. riding a dragon getting revenge, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. It's like, as I said, the, I didn't make that story for you. You contributed to it, and I just kind of put it back. And you have that. It's so good on both sides of the screen. It really is. And that's it. That's why, yeah, that's why That's that, that's why it's so good. That's why this game is so good. <laughs> <laughs> I'd, I'd love to end the show there, but we've got five more minutes to fill. So, uh, your turn. How about, <laughs> your turn. How about that airplane food? Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, well, r- riffing off the back of that and kind of continuing on with what I was saying earlier on. Obviously, that was my home game where we, where we, we play remote a couple of times in the, in the streamed game that I'm a player in the Dungeons Dice and Dudes that I'm about to be the DM of for a little bit. Obviously, because that's recording, it does inherently change the nature of what is happening at the table. It's inevitable. It's, you know, it's being pushed out to the public. So you're going to change. So with that in mind, we will, we'll, I think we, I think we literally, we, did we have, we had the TPK. That was it. And I, I spoke to the DM about it. And considering we're only maybe 10 sessions from the end of the campaign, I think it's fair to say that. There's an argument to say that maybe it was perhaps slightly anticlimactic, ever so slightly, just because we had two years of gaming and then we're all dead now. But I'm Ugh. a slave to the story, so story comes first. We will die. Then we will die. Yeah, that's, we all that's, die. I was like, that's that's, that's for me. Um, but anyway, what we were we were playing and we, and we all died, and he was like, okay, well, you know, we're going to end the session there. And thanks for listening. You know, like, comment, subscribe, hit socials, use this discount code, rah rah rah, and then we hit stop on the stream, and then we're all like you okay dude because this is seems to have affected you (laughs) quite a lot and it was you know what i'm getting as even once you know the hard stop on the recording it still affected us after the game and we we had about another half an hour just sitting around discussing you know what's what's happened what's gonna happen how's how's everyone feeling with with what's just happened that's all just behind the scenes off camera raw like should we process this genuinely for a second (laughs) i'm in complete agreement, those little discussions that you have and the things that when you have those moments, yeah, it and right back to the it's all an influence. It all it's, mm-hmm. it's, it's it, every it influence is like a, a, a chain link, like link, mm-hmm. link chain, right? It's not just the one the, the, here, and then there's this little influence, and then this one, and then you build it up, and then you create that long stream that of of yeah all those links that 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 stream of influence uh, of consciousness subconsciousness it all culminates into your big hat (laughs) so that's the moral of the story wear a big hat wear the biggest hat you can find both literally and metaphorically is my advice to (laughs) i want to see all my listeners pictures of you showing up to your next game with the the biggest hat you can (laughs) that's it that's it now that's your thing that's your thing. 
I have to do like a Jamiroquai thing and always wear a hat now uh, on, the, <laughs> on, on the show. Yeah. I, well, I don't know. I, I would, we're going to have to have you back on the show. I know we talked again off, off record about how long is the episode going to run and stuff. And I do think there's still value in talking about how characters influence the campaign setting. Because I think there's a lot of value in that discussion oh, around yes. how do the DMs kind of fold that stuff in without it impacting the world too much or having to retcon swathes of history yes and and so on and so on however i absolutely that's deserving of its own section part two part two i think it's it's settled <laughs> settled uh, well i'm more than happy to come and and discuss a burning passion yeah yeah absolutely uh well i i you know i mean that's that's probably it from me i think we've discussed a lot about how not only have you, you and I both been influenced by the game and the the culture, I suppose, and those we play with in terms of how we take that to the table, but then also in terms of us as humans, I know, you know, D&D now is a, a big part of my personality and, and me and obviously the, the podcast is, takes up a huge amount of my time and it's something I'm very proud of and just to to go from, would this be a cool thing to try one afternoon? Yeah, to now like... I've got a poster and a t-shirt and I talk to hundreds of people around the world about it all the time is, is amazing. And, you know, fantastic people such as yourself that otherwise I wouldn't have had those, those connections with is I'm super stoked. (laughs) It's it's been such a, the D&D is such a huge, great influence on my life. And obviously for yourself as well, as we heard about in the last show, how great it's been for you and, and your family. Yeah, definitely. I don't think I can add anything more of value to that. That's absolutely right. Um, of all of all things said and done, yes, it is a positive influence all around for myself, my friends, my family. Mm. When you find something that becomes a little bit of you or a lot of you, and other people add to that and they enjoy it, they have similar influences and they come and you you do build that little subculture that little family that little extra those bonds internally and externally from the the table it's Mm -hmm. it's good i mean i don't want to butcher a beautiful ending (laughs) um i i I would love to come on and talk more for uh, with you dinner it's it's good um it's it's really i i haven't done it in a long time i needed it you know um you know when they say um the little bits and they say oh what's something that you could talk about for like three hours straight with no breaks yeah uh, dungeons and dragons and stuff i you know yep. influ- i definitely could i yeah i could I have i do I have so I do. <laughs> yeah <laughs> oh well awesome. mate, it's been an absolute pleasure it, it absolutely has is there anything you want to uh you know talk about promote the drive action towards call to action me personally no i don't have anything i, I I don't have any D and D stuff. I don't. I don't do any. Uh, just be good. Be excellent to each other. Be as wise, yes, as wise men have said in the, in the past. They have. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Well, well, it has you know absolutely been a blast, and absolutely we'll have you back on for in more influence where we'll focus on more on the the more literal. This conversation definition. is not over. <laughs> the ominous. <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> I love awesome. it. Well, all that's left to say is, uh, yeah, thank you so much, Mikey. No, thank you, Danilo. Appreciate you big time.
it's been a pleasure thank you all uh for you all listening at home both my my quiet listeners and my my, my more v- vocal guys thank and you, you everyone yes, for listening and, and you don't and forget you especially you. <laughs> uh, and up in the back and up at the top there, <laughs> up in the nosebleeds. Um, <laughs> as usual, all the usual stuff, like, comment, subscribe, X, I'm hesitant enough to say. Oh, yeah, that's a thing, isn't it? It is, yeah. Instagram, YouTube, obviously, videos available on Spotify and YouTube if you want to see our beautiful faces as well as listen to our beautiful voices. Otherwise, thank you all for listening, and good night. Bye. Now it's time for the Patreon shout-outs. Huge thank you to all my patrons, starting with Josh, Lee Winika, and Glenn, the three fabulous hosts of Tabletop Journeys who've been on the show several times before and who I'll always invite back. So go check out Tabletop Journeys at ttjourneys.com or at ttjourneys on Twitter. We also have Joe from the Fourth Leg podcast, a podcast all about giving DMs another leg to stand on. Again, previous guests of the show, and I'd thoroughly encourage you to go and check out their great content. So you can find them at the fourth leg on Twitter. We have a good friend of the show, Optional Rule. You can go and find him out on optionalrule.com or at Optional Rule, full of very insightful and educated comments and thoughts and threads on the really nitty gritty of D&D. We have what a guy, Matthew Perkins, who is just out there in the world trying to make you laugh. So go and check him out at matthewperkins.net or at hey it's matty p m-a-t-t-y-p and good friend of the show and one of my table mates matthew street go and check out his partner's hustle at virtualtimehustle.com or at mpstreet88 on twitter